This is Clutch Fans. The Rockets are going to Boston. How sweet it is! And by the way, shout out to the Clutch fans. You're listening to the Clutch Fans Podcast, an open conversation for Houston Rockets diehards. Houston Rockets is unbeatable. <laughs> I'm ready to get on Clutch fans. Now, here's your host. The man who would have drafted Harold Miner over Robert Ory, Dave Hardesty. I am thrilled to have with me today a record-breaking sharpshooter with both the VCU Rams and the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. Uh, he set an Atlantic 10 record, making 11 threes in a game last year, and holds the Virginia Commonwealth University single-season record with 124 triples last year. Uh, he has absolutely shattered the NBDL record for made threes in a season this year, uh, and that total continues to climb. He's the newest member of the Houston Rockets, and that's Troy Daniels. Troy, uh, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. You know, first off, uh, congratulations, man. I know you had an offer overseas during the off season uh, and passed on it to go for the NBA dream, and and that's a risk really for any player. How did it feel when you got the call from the Rockets last week and, and signed that deal? Uh, it was a great feeling. You know, it was kind of refreshing. You know, to hear. Houston was still interested in me, you know. Um, even though I was on their duty team, it was a lot, a lot of other NBA teams that were contacting me or contacting my agent. So it was just a great feeling to know that they want, they were very interested in me to sign me. So, you know, you were passed on in the 2013 draft. You joined the Bobcats for both summer league and training camp. Can you take me through the process on how the Rockets discovered you? I'm, I'm assuming before the draft and how you first learned of their interest and continued interest. Uh, well, I was told by my agent uh, that Houston was really interested in me before I was even with Charlotte. You know, they wanted me to play in the summer league and and a lot of, a lot of that stuff. Um, but you know, um, I was I was dropped by Charlotte, and you know, I got the phone call that Houston would pick me up for training camp, and you know, it was just a great opportunity for me to go up there and work out, you know, in front of the coaches, and you know, just to be a part of the team at that time. And you know, when they I found out that. The reason why I was up there is so they can put me on the D League team, which was a process. You know, I really, I really didn't care about you know the money at that time. I just really cared about getting better and learning the pro game at the NBA level. So it was a great experience for me. And I saw you had mentioned that you worked out with the Rockets before the draft. How did you think that that workout went at that time? Um, around that time, the pre-draft workout that was my first pre-draft workout of I think maybe eight or nine pre-draft workouts, but um, it might have been my hardest one. You know, it, it kind of gave me like a wake-up call um, as far as the, the pace and, you know, things things specifically that coaches want. They want you to do it, you know, when they're working you out. And it was a great experience for me. It kind of opened my eyes up a little bit more about on the pro level. So, You know, and you mentioned that uh, when the Rockets signed you, it was for the Vipers to obtain your D-League rights. How much did you know at that time uh, sort of about the organization, both the Rockets and Vipers' uh, analytics-driven approach and, and their love of the three-point shot? I didn't know much, um, but, you know, gradually as I kept practicing with the real Grand uh, Valley Vipers, I, I really started to to figure out that they really like analytics and, you know, they, they go off of stats and stuff like that and the percentages and stuff like that. So, um, and I found out that they wanted to shoot a lot of threes and uh, wanted to get in the paint a little bit more than usual. So, I mean, it was a great experience for me to even 
know that the Rockets wanted me to be on their team, their daily team, you know, even though it's July 3. So it was, it was great for me. So obviously your primary goal was to make the NBA, but you felt, I guess, early on that the Vipers uh, would be an ideal fit for you in your game? Uh, yes, yes. The first practice I knew the Vipers would be a, a great a great fit for me because they shoot a lot of threes, and that's that's what I do. You know, and, you know, this, this D-League season, I really, you know, showed I can do a little bit more than just shoot the three. I can take it to the rim. I can get to the free throw line. Um, I can play defense. I can put the ball on the floor just a little bit more, and it kind of opened up a lot of NBA scouts' eyes and even the Rockets' eyes. So it, coming down here was a great experience for me. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So obviously you guys setting all kinds of records out there, uh, eye-popping 45 triples a night. Uh, over your four-year career at VCU, 85% of your field goals uh, were three-point shots. So when Coach Smith, I mean, you had a, an idea, but when Coach Smith kind of came to you guys and said, hey, our goal is to take 53s a night, I mean, were you just pretty much grinning from ear to ear? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of shocked. You know, every guy on the team was shocked. Even some of the coaches were shocked. But, I mean, when he said that, you know, we just we just took it. We were like, okay, whatever coach wants us to do, we're going to do it. You know, everybody has a dream, and that, that is to play in the NBA. So we have to follow everything the coach has to say, you know, in the D League to, to get up top. You know, that's that's one big part of playing in the NBA is being very coachable and, and willing to work at it. So when he said, let's take a lot of threes, you know, I was, I was happy, but some guys, that's not their game. So they were mm. like, okay, well, I'm going to have to adjust. But I, I didn't have to do too much adjusting. You know, I mentioned the record number of threes you guys take with the Vipers. The Rockets, uh, as a team, also lead their league in threes per game, taking around 26 a night. Uh, from what I had heard and what you mentioned leading up to your signing, there was a lot of interest in calls from other NBA teams about your services. With those teams calling you, how much did the Rockets' similar style play a role in where you wanted to be? Uh, it, played, it played a big role because, you know, like you said, not every team wants to shoot threes all the time, and the Rockets, they do. You know, so that kind of separated me from, you know, a lot of a lot of other programs, I mean, organizations around the NBA. So it it was great for me to go out there and just showcase what I can really do. It was great for me to know that it fits the Rockets organization. So, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about your VCU days. Uh, you were one of VCU coach uh, Shaka Smart's first recruits at the school. What impressed uh -huh. you uh, about him? Made you choose VCU? Oh, I get, I get asked this question a lot too, man. Um, <laughs> really, what set what separated him from a lot of other coaches? Because I was recruited by the Georgetowns, the Virginia Techs, the Marquettes in Cincinnati. Um, what really separated him was he he showed an interest in me that other coaches didn't, which was on Easter Sunday. Uh, he came with two assistant coaches. He came down to my hometown and he was waiting outside of my house, right right after I came from church wow. and you know he talked to my mom and took us out to dinner and stuff and told us how much he wanted me to be in, be in that program and you know that, that that went a long way with me I wasn't impressed with the, the Big East teams and the this and that teams I was impressed with what the coach really wanted you know and, and he showed really a high level of interest in me and you know faith in me to where I showed faith in him because it was his first year too so I just felt like I, I just needed to take a chance on that you know, obviously, the going the extra mile there paid off. Uh, your four years were the winningest four-year period in VCU history. Uh, you were a yeah. sophomore in 2011, uh, still getting playing time there when VCU uh, really shocked the nation uh, with a run to the Final yeah. Four. Uh, you guys upset Georgetown, Purdue, Florida State, number one Kansas. How much of a learning experience uh, was all that for you, that run to the, in the tourney? Uh, it, was, it was a great learning experience, man, as far as, you know, the – the perks that you get when you when you start winning on at a high level, um, but our guys they were just 
they were really bought into what Coach Smart really wanted them to do. And it wasn't running expression or shooting threes and, and stuff like that. And we really didn't care what the media had to say about us or anything like that. I, I've, I've learned a lot from all those guys. I still talk to, to those guys every single day. And, you know, it was a great experience because not every team, you know, makes it to the Final Four. And we, we were the team that was on the bubble to even get in the tournament. So we, we were surprised that we were even in the tournament. And for us to go that far was just a blessing and, you know, it was a blessing in disguise. You know, Eric Maynor went to VCU. Uh, Larry Sanders was a junior at VCU when you were a freshman, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Did any of these guys or others at VCU help you uh, during the process of trying to make the NBA? They definitely did. Larry, Larry and Eric were uh, huge parts of me, you know, um, trying to get in the NBA as far as the workouts, what I need to do, um, how do I need to prepare myself, stuff like that. I, I've talked to those guys like every week, you know, when I was, you know, in the in the pre-draft workouts and stuff like that. And they helped me out a lot because they, are, they have already been there. They have already experienced that. And, you know, it's just great to know that they're already in the league and I can talk to someone and I can, I can easily pick up the phone and make a call and they answer the phone to where, you know, other guys don't really have their luxury. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a great experience to know those guys and they helped me out a lot. That's awesome. You know, and looking back um, as well at those VCU days and comparing it to now, how does – uh, the D League play differ from college ball, you know, both regarding like talent level and game planning. Um, it's a lot different, you know, because it's, in college you have a 35 second shot clock, in the in the NBA and in the, in the minor leagues you have a 24 second shot clock, so it's going to be a lot more possessions in the game. Um, but you know, it's, as far as the competition level, guys are pros now. You know, they they're more athletic, they're smarter, they're stronger. Um, they're just well seasoned, and everybody, really everybody in the D League, you know, was great at their respective universities, you know. So, and that's that's what's different, you know. In college, you have guys that may not have played last year or two years, and they're young, this and that. But once you get past the college level, you know, guys that they're very good. You know, they work at it. We get paid for the sport now, and you just have to you have to show what you what you can do against high level talent. And I think that's what separates guys from college to NBA is. The guys, the guys in the pros, they do everything consistently every time. In college, you have guys they might they might slack off or they're not they're inexperienced and stuff like that. So, I think that's what separates you know the pros from from college players. We had uh, your coach with the Vipers, Nevada Smith, on the podcast in December. Uh, he called you quote unquote one of the best shooters he's ever seen. Uh, Shaka mm-hmm. Smart, your your coach at VCU, called you uh, the best shooter he's ever coached. And recently, uh, Rockets GM Daryl Morey said you and Steve Novak are the two best shooters that have come through the Rockets since he's been there, and that's uh, since 2006. Uh, that's some high praise. How, how does that make you feel knowing three basketball minds like that think so highly of your marksmanship? Uh, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. You know, it, it, when coaches coaches and GMs say stuff like that, you, you just you try to use it as motivation because it's like almost living up to the hype. You know, they can say one thing, but you have to go out there and improve it at the same time. And I feel like, you know, I put a lot of work in the gym for me to be one of those great shooters that they name, you know. So and it's it's not it's not just, just coming from I'm waking up and just shooting the ball. It's, it's, it's coming from a lot of work night in and night out, you know, in college and high school and people even talking down on me, you know. And it, it's, it's, it's really built me up to this position to where, you know, I'm able to be one of the best shooters that, they've ever coached or they ever seen or ever came to the organization. So it's it's a great feeling to know that. And also it humbles me because I, I even want to get in the gym when they say that even more because I want, I, want, I want the whole world to know, not just those three guys. I want the whole world to know that I'm the best shooter. So now 
I'm finally going to get my chance, you know, to, to show the whole world that I, I am a great shooter. So, You know, I've heard names like, like Steve Kerr, Craig Hodges, uh, J.J. Redick. I don't know if those are fair comparisons, but who do you uh, compare yourself to or pattern your game after at the NBA level? Um, that's a tough question. I want to say maybe uh, Reggie Miller, um, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Green, um, maybe a um, Steph Curry. Um, there's a lot of guys that I can probably mimic myself after in the NBA or at that level. Um, but you know, people might they might differ. They might, they might think differently of my opinion, but. I'm just trying to be the best I can be right now and help the Rockets win, you know, when I get up there. So, You know, I should tell everyone as well that uh, they should follow Troy on Twitter. He, that's uh, at Mr. Superstar underscore 30. That's MR Superstar underscore 30. Uh, and, you know, Troy, the, the number 30 is in your handle. You wore number 30 with the Rams but chose uh, number 7 with the Vipers. Is there any reason for that? Um, Not too much reason. You know, I, I don't really get into all that stuff. I'm not really superstitious like that, but <laughs> – they didn't have number 30, you know, when the Vipers was giving out jerseys, so I took number seven because it was a smaller jersey. So um, maybe I have to change that Twitter handle uh, before it's all said and done. <laughs> well, you know, when you do come to the Rockets, Jeremy Lin has number seven pretty much locked up there, yeah. but uh, Royce White yeah. was uh, had number 30, was traded this offseason, so that's wide open. But, uh, you know, I've seen as well VCU fans call you Buzz. Is that a nickname you like? And if so, where does that come from? I actually started my freshman year at VCU when Coach Smart, um, he, he ended up calling me that, trying to be sarcastic in a way, because he used to pick on me a lot when I was you know younger. Because um, I was recruited by Marquette, but I never took the visit. So it was, it came out of, it really came out of nowhere. Coach Smart called me, started calling me Buzz, because Buzz Williams is a coach from Marquette. And he just ended up just, come on, Buzz, come on, Buzz, let's, go, let's do this, Buzz. And he just ended up calling me, and it, it just kind of really stuck. And, you know, and I, I've really embraced it. Coach embraced it, and the media has started embracing it, too. So, I mean, that's that's my college nickname. So I have to find another one for the, for the pros. <laughs> okay, well, I wouldn't be surprised if Rocket fans pick up on it, but we'll see how that goes. But, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you out here with, uh, with Harden and Howard, and I know that'll come here shortly. But, you know, last question, just before I let you go, who were you a fan of in the NBA growing up, individual player and team? Um, my favorite team was, the LA Lakers and my favorite player was Kobe Bryant. No question. Kobe Kobe was he was my guy. He was my guy. Well it definitely has to change now. But I mean <laughs> back in the day he he was my guy. I'm about to say we'll look past that. But that I totally understand. Uh but man, there you have it, Troy Daniels. Man, Troy, congratulations again. Thank you for chatting with us. I, I wish you continued success with the Vipers and uh looking forward to seeing you at the Toyota Center real soon. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>